This is a story from the past week that really caught my eye and I wanted to know a bit more about it. So I decided to find out a bit more about it. A Canadian billionaire is at the center of one of the largest fines ever imposed by the U.S. election watchdog, the Federal Election Commission. The FEC reported that it settled a complaint against Canadian billionaire Barry Zeckelman and his associated steel companies after finding reason to believe that Zeckelman illegally funneled $1.75 million to America First Action. That's a super PAC aligned with former President Donald Trump. The donations allegedly came in the middle of a trade war or did come in the middle of a trade war between the U.S. and Canada, part of Mr. Trump's protectionist push to help the U.S. US steel companies by keeping out foreign imports. The FEC says Zeckelman agreed to pay a civil penalty of $975,000, the third largest fine in the FEC's history, and apparently the largest ever for a violation of the foreign national contribution ban. The initial complaint here was filed by the Campaign Legal Center after a report in the New York Times. The Campaign Legal Center is a nonprofit, nonpartisan government watchdog group in the U.S. that supports enforcement of U.S. campaign finance laws. Joining me now from Washington, D.C. is Megan McAllen, who happens to be the director of campaign finance litigation for the Campaign Legal Center. Megan McAllen, thank you for your time tonight. Thanks for having me. So just to start at the beginning, this was a complaint filed by your organization. Uh, What was the basis of the complaint and how did it come about? So in May 2019, the New York Times reported that a Canadian national named Barry Seckelman had participated in a decision to direct a total of $1.75 million in contributions, uh, in three separate contributions, from Seckelman Industries subsidiary Wheatland Tube, to an American super PAC called America First Action, which is aligned with former President Donald Trump. Um, And U.S. law prohibits foreign nationals from directly or indirectly making a contribution or donation in connection with federal or state or local elections. Um, And FEC regulations implementing that prohibition further provide that foreign nationals can't participate directly or indirectly in the decision-making process to direct contributions uh, to in connection with election-related spending. So we filed this complaint with the Federal Election Commission, which is the agency that's solely responsible for enforcing U.S. campaign finance laws, uh, alleging that the law had been violated. What in your complaint, I mean, I guess the complaint would have only dealt with the actual contribution, but what did the organizations making this contribution stand to gain here? Well, according to the reporting um, and everything we know about Zeckelman Industries and Mr. Zeckelman, uh, it it has been reported as the biggest steel industry donor to uh, former President Trump's affiliated political committees. Um, And that was in the midst of pretty serious trade wars and steel tariffs. Uh, So I I think the company was trying to curry favor um, and to encourage activity actions that would benefit the company's bottom line, uh, as well as the company is uh, U.S. domiciled. Um, Obviously, Mr. Zeckelman is not, but it it was big business at the time to encourage favorable actions on his company's behalf. The basis of this complaint really is that as a foreign national, regardless of whether the donation was coming from a U.S.-based subsidiary, that as a foreign national, he was involved directly in the decision-making process to make this donation or these donations. Yes, that's right. What did um, what did the 
respondents say, and I, I can ask you what the FEC, FEC actually found, because the decision that came out on Friday is, in fact, the crux of this whole conversation. So what did the FEC ultimately rule about this, these specific donations? Well, the FEC ultimately agreed with the allegations in, in our complaint for the most part and found that after considering the complaint and uh, written responses filed by the respondents, which have not been made public yet, but will be uh, within 30 days or so, um, that indeed Mr. Zeckelman had participated in the decision-making process to direct these contributions to the super PAC, uh, and that violated the federal law prohibiting foreign national contributions. There was so a, it, the FEC process works such that uh, they initially review a complaint that comes in um, and decide whether there's reason to believe a violation occurred. And then once they take that vote, they move forward with an investigation and potentially even uh, file a lawsuit to seek civil penalties. Or, as happened in this case, they can conciliate and reach a settlement agreement with the respondent. Uh, basically acknowledging that the law was violated and here uh, agreeing as well to pay a very massive fine, which is uh, our records suggest is the third largest in FEC history and the largest involving this kind of violation. That came as a surprise to me as a Canadian to read that that was that this had been in fact one of the the largest uh, agreed upon, I guess in this case, uh, penalty paid and the third largest ever. Is is that how do, how do we understand that? Well, I'm not sure how familiar your listeners might be with uh, the Federal Election Commission or its efficacy as a U.S. election uh, enforcement agency, but it has been mired with dysfunction and deadlock in recent years in particular and maybe the last decade or two. So part of the problem is the FEC isn't enforcing the law enough. It has prioritized this particular statute, the Foreign National Contribution Ban, and has taken some enforcement actions in recent years. Uh, to its credit, to enforce that provision of the law. But part of the problem is the FEC isn't doing enough, and we're glad it did in this case. What did the respondents say in their defense in this case? I did read through it, but what were they saying in their defense to try and and at least claim that this was not, in fact, an illegal donation? Right. Well, the respondents um, apparently acknowledged that Mr. Zeckelman had participated in this decision-making process and had discussed it with executives of these companies, um, but said that it was done in good faith and they didn't realize that it would be a violation of the foreign national contribution ban. Obviously, that's not the case, and uh, knowledge of the law is not relevant where, indeed, uh, a foreign national did directly or indirectly participate in that decision-making process. Because the ultimate goal here is not, you know, it doesn't matter whether a foreign national hails from a U.S. ally ally or adversary, the prohibition is really intended to protect American voters' right to democratic self-government, free of foreign influence. Um, And and in this case, you know, it it did in fact occur um, in an effort, we think, to curry favor that would benefit the company's bottom line. I did read through the uh, through the, concili- the conciliation agreement, and it was pointed out by the FEC that this was not a willful, willful or knowing violation. I, I, does that carry any weight at all in your eyes? Uh, yeah, and in fact, if this had been a criminal. <laughs> 
uh, matter, then that would be a necessary element of any further action against the respondent, um, because there are also criminal prohibitions. In this case, it's civil. Um, so yeah, yes, that would certainly steepen the penalty uh, and liability for any knowing and willful violations of the law. Just so I'm clear, Megan, in this case, if he hadn't given the interview to the New York Times, essentially it, talking about this, would we have ever known? You know, it's quite possible we would not have. Um, although some of his behind-the-scenes interactions were incidentally made public in connection with the first impeachment uh matter against former President Trump. Um, there was a recording of a donor dinner that Mr. Zuckelman attended um, and was seeking, I, I think, particular um, favors or trying to uh, ingratiate himself with the former president on behalf of his steel interests and uh, trucking industry concerns. So broadly speaking, then, what is the significance of this decision in the whole fight against so-called pay-to-play? Well, we think it's tremendously important in signaling that the Federal Election Commission, for all its faults, is actually going to enforce the law in this area and is going to enforce it strictly. Um, we hope that this encourages uh, any individuals or corporations to uh, take care in any sort of involvement by foreign nationals in their decision-making process over contributions, because obviously the FEC is going to enforce the law. Speaking with Megan McCallum, Director of Campaign Finance Litigation at the Campaign Legal Center, a U.S. nonprofit, nonpartisan watchdog group supporting strong enforcement of U.S. campaign finance laws. We're talking about a decision recent, recently from the FEC, uh, the Federal Election Commission, that settled a complaint against Canadian billionaire Barry Zuckelman and his associated steel companies after finding reason to believe that Zuckelman had illegally funneled $1.75 million to the America First Action Super PAC aligned with former President Donald Trump. After this, we'll talk a bit more about just the problem of uh, so-called dark money in American politics and just how difficult it has been to try to uh, use the existing laws and existing tools to try to crack down on it. That's after this. I'm speaking with Megan McCallan from Washington, D.C. She's director of campaign finance litigation at the Campaign Legal Center, a U.S. nonprofit, nonpartisan government watchdog group supporting strong enforcement of U.S. campaign finance laws. We have been talking about a decision uh, from the FEC, the Federal Election Commission, that oversees these sorts of things, uh, that settled a complaint against Canadian billionaire Barry Zeckelman uh, and his associated steel companies after finding reason to believe that Zeckelman had illegally funneled $1.7 million to America First Action uh, Super PAC aligned with former President Donald Trump. Just how significant, I mean, in this case, we do see that that the people in question sort of spoke about it very openly. Um, and that was the way that this donation was eventually tried. These donations were eventually tracked down. But how big a problem is is secret spending, dark money, pay-to-play in American politics? Because we read about the cost of, of American election campaigns now and just how much money is being, uh, is being spent and funneled into these campaigns. Yeah, there is certainly a lot of money swirling around the system. And part of the problem is uh, decisions by the U.S. Supreme Court and other federal courts striking down uh, various protections and transparency rules in elections that ensured voters would be aware of 
the interests behind the groups that are seeking to sway their votes. Uh, so you have a decision that freed corporations to spend in American elections, quote unquote, independently. And then you have follow on decisions that created uh, super PACs like America First Action and that can take uh, contributions from potentially non-disclosing entities, from corporations, from other nonprofits uh, to basically conceal the original source. Um, and it, while it may not have been a huge factor in this case, given the public reporting of Mr. Zeckelman's involvement, that was a year after the fact. Uh, the contributions were all made in 2018. So there was clearly a transparency interest at stake. Um, and more generally, when foreign contributions are routed through other groups to influence American elections, that really impacts voters' right to know about the groups that are trying to influence them and influence their votes. So broadly speaking, there is, in fact, a culture of this in the U.S. right now. Well, I'd hesitate to call it a culture, but yes, there is a problem. Um, and part of the problem is under enforcement or non-enforcement by the agency, the federal agency that is entrusted with enforcing these laws. Um, because there do remain important transparency requirements on the books. And we file similar complaints about those matters when they come to light as well. And we're not seeing the same kind of uh urgency from the FEC, shall we say, as we are seeing in the area for national contributions, which is also a very important protection. Given what you called as or referred to as the dysfunction of the Federal Election Commission, the body that oversees these sorts of investigations and violations uh, and enforces the rules, what do you think led to such relatively speedy resolution of this particular complaint? Uh, the FEC has publicly stated that it intends to prioritize the foreign national contribution ban and enforcement of the ban, um, and in fact has done so in the past several years. Um, so that's one reason that we're actually seeing not only speedy action, but any action from the Federal Election Commission, which, as we've discussed, is mired in dysfunction and paralysis. Uh, but it's also because this is an extremely important protection of American elections. In this case, you had a foreign business executive who's trying to buy influence and benefit his company's bottom line through spending on American elections that only sort of incidentally came to light through dogged reporting by the New York Times after the fact. Um, and this is a kind of problem that has been a concern for this country practically since its founding. I guess there there is a lesson here because when when one thinks of sort of foreign influence, you always think of enemies and countries that are whose interests are are aligned against the U.S. Uh, this wouldn't seem to be the case here, but yet it still sends, I gather, quite an important message not only to foreign potential foreign donors around the world, but to Canadians too. Yes, and you know, as I said, it it makes no difference whether the foreign national or foreign company hails from. Uh, an American ally or adversary or something in between. Uh, the point is that American elections are for American voters and they, you know, to fully exercise our rights to democratic self-government need to be free of foreign influence. So what are, what do you, I mean, what will be the, you do you think the impacts of this particular decision? It's been talked about quite a bit. Um, do you think it sends now the proper message to foreign donors about, about the risks of, 
of uh, of donating to the U.S. without knowing the rules, or donating to super PACs, for instance, without knowing the rules? Yes, I would hope so, and I would hope it also sends a message to the repeat players, um, the regulated entities like super PACs in American elections who should be informing their donors of these rules and strictly adhering to them to make sure that, you know, a good faith operator from another country isn't getting caught up in this because that's not the real issue. You know, it it sounds like um, America first action will, there will be no action against them. Um, but they may have to refund the contribution to Mr. Zeckelman. Megan McAllen, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thank you.